And now we bring you Mary from Michigan Saves the World, the story of one young woman's search for truth in a life of peril, fortune, and fate. Just as Mary Marshall's mother is set to begin the experimental treatment doctors hope will save her life, the Marshall family learns that Mary's troubled twin sister Julia, sent away to address her many psychological problems, has made a violent escape from the Warrendale facility, threatening to come home to settle mysterious unfinished business. Loyal Scott Dascom has offered to stay with the Marshalls as long as he can, hoping to provide protection from the dangerous and vengeful Julia. When Mary is invited to Chicago to interview for a job at the art museum, she is tempted, but she fears that to accept this invitation would mean leaving her family in jeopardy. At home tonight with her father and Scott, we hear Mary say, But, but can't you see I can't possibly go to Chicago now? Not with Mama so sick and with Julie. Ugh. Well, who knows where Julia is or what she intends to do. Of course you can go to Chicago for the interview, Mary. It's only a day. We'll watch over everything here. Don't worry. Don't worry. Scott and I will be fine, and your mother's in isolation now that her infusion treatment has begun. The only people allowed in to see her now are the doctors and nurses. Julia can't get past them. But Julia is so treacherous, you know that. I'm worried she will manage to get in to see Mama or that she'll try to hurt you, Papa. Like she hurt that nurse at Warrendale, or that she'll hurt you, Scott. But this is your dream, Mary. Really? It's all right. We'll handle things here. You owe it to yourself. Oh, of course I really want to go. Of course you do. All my life I've dreamed of working in a museum, restoring the great works of art, preserving them for future generations. And now is your chance. Your foot in the door. There are so few opportunities like this. That's right. You can't let this one go. Oh, but Papa... What if something happens while I'm away? I would never forgive myself. Nothing's going to happen, Mary. Oh, I don't know. Look, Mary, what if you talk to Professor Banks about this? You trust her. She'd steer you right. I would hate to bother her. Mary, Professor Banks loves you. You should ask her advice. It's an important decision. Oh, well, maybe I'll see if she can talk tomorrow. In the meantime, I guess we'll hunker down here for the night and hope my sister doesn't appear. I'm a light sleeper. And here's the baseball bat, just in case Julia decides to come in unannounced. Come in. Hi, uh, Professor Banks. Mary Marshall. Oh, come in, come in. <laughs> Sit down. How are you, darling? Oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. How are you? I'm wonderful. Oh, I miss this office. This is my favorite view on campus. I love that courtyard. The beautiful red maple, my friend. And the bougainvillea? The bougainvillea in Michigan. Impossible. But there it is, just quietly sitting there being impossible. I know. That's why I love it, maybe. It's nice to see you. You too, Professor Banks. And how is your mother, Mary? Oh, um, well, you know, it's always a little scary. She's starting an experimental infusion this week, which is going to knock out her immune system, so... Basically, she can't see anybody until it's over. I guess there's a video hookup we can do, a sort of Skype thing in a few days. The doctors are pretty optimistic, so, uh, it's hard on my dad. And you? Yeah. And your sister, Julia. Oh, don't ask. Oh, I'm sorry. More difficulty? Well, a couple months ago, we did finally get her into a sort of hospital setting. Maybe you remember? Oh, of course. And, And that was going okay, I guess, for a little while. But then, I don't know, yesterday, I guess she just went crazy and um, attacked a nurse and ran away, and you just never know what she's going to do. Oh, Mary. She said she was coming back here to settle unfinished business, whatever that means. Oh, I'm so sorry. Scott's been great. Scott Dascom. Yeah, he's, um, 
Well, he's staying with us for a couple days just to make sure Julia doesn't, I don't know, burn the house down or something. He stayed with us all last night and nothing happened. But on Friday, he's moving to Detroit because... Well, you heard about his startup. Yes. Scott's a very special young man. Oh, I love him very much. And he loves you, as you know. And how are you, Professor? Oh, I'm fine. The same. Old art history professors never change. We just move from period to period. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I'm here... Yes? Well, you remember how I applied to that apprentice conservator's job at the Art Institute in Chicago? Yes. Well, they called. And they want me to come interview this week. Well, that's wonderful. Was it Arthur Mendes? Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Arthur is an old student of mine. Oh, that's cool. Go blue. Oh, oh, Mary, this is wonderful news. You'll love working with him. And wait till you see their storage vaults. Oh, the magnificent <laughs> things. The Impressionists, the Moderns, they were all collected by Chicago. And downstairs, room after room, unseen by anyone, so many oh. treasures, all yours to walk among. Oh, Mary, how wonderful. Oh, that sounds amazing. You're going to the interview, of course. I don't know. Mary, you are going. I, I should. You must. It is the chance of a lifetime. I know it is, but I'm, I'm worried about what will happen if I go. Think of it this way. It's only an interview. If you don't like it, if you don't like the wonderful Arthur Mendez, well... Then don't take the job. Very simple. If you do like it, well, then you can decide what to do. If I go now, this week, The I... world will go on spinning without you, Mary. I guess you mean I'm being selfish. You're just being Mary Marshall, which means, as usual, you're putting other people ahead of yourself, even when they don't need it. I know. That's my thing, supposedly. You do this for a reason, you know. <sighs> It's a way of minimizing your own capabilities, pretending they don't matter as much as other people's. Well, it's that, but also, I know what it'd feel like if something did happen and I wasn't around. I know I would just beat myself up forever. Don't try to evade the issue, Mary Marshall. In the techniques class, you were the only one who could spot the forgeries, do you remember? The false man with the blue guitar, the false portrait of Gertrude Stein. Yeah. The only one who saw the distinctions in shading and brushstroke, the details that mean the difference between a masterpiece and an imitation. But I love those works. So You're doing it again, right now. I guess I am. <laughs> you want this job, don't you? Oh, as much as I want anything in the world, but I want other things, too. Do this. Go to Chicago. Meet with Arthur. Then make your decision. Okay. I will. Thank you, Professor Banks. Oh, please. Call me Isabella. You are no longer my student. I'm no longer your professor. From now on, we are friends. Thank you, Isabella. And if I take the train, Papa, I can be there by noon. And that gives me a few hours before I meet Arthur Mendez at three. Mary, you sure you don't want to drive? What if the train's delayed? That train is terrible sometimes, Mary. Always hitting cows and whatnot. <laughs> exactly. No, no, Papa. I love the train. And I told Arthur Mendez I'll be on the train. And he was so nice. And he said it's okay if I'm a little late and it's only a day. Not even a full day. I will be back by midnight if everything goes as planned. It's all right to stay away overnight, Mary. Oh, I know, Papa. But I just... I would feel better being home. Well, if you change your mind, I'm sure you can find a hotel if you need to. And when you get back... I'll pick you up from the station. I'll just get a cab, Dad. 
It's okay. Or, or Scott can get me. Sure. All right. Well, big day tomorrow then. Make sure you get some sleep, okay? Okay, Dad. Good night. Good night, dear. Good night, Scott. Good night, Mr. Marshall. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Jeez, I am already getting nervous. Don't be nervous. You got this. They will love you. Chicago! I'm glad you're going, Mary. I'm, I'm just glad you've decided you can handle this. Well, it wasn't a question of not wanting to. I know. You know, Professor Banks called me out a little bit this afternoon about minimizing my capabilities. She knows you. You know, it's all right to be good at things. And it's all right to enjoy being good at things. I, I do. And when you work hard, you, you succeed, and it's okay to enjoy the rewards. Just like I am. I know you are, but that's different. People want to pay you for what you can do. Investors want to be a part of it. People want to work for you. All those guys who want to get on your cruise, you have these objective measurements of how smart you are. Well... It's the same for you, even if it's not as many people that see it. Professor Banks sees it. She sees how hard you work. That's why she reached out to Arthur Mendez in Chicago and recommended you in the first place. I know. I just wonder... I mean, you probably don't have thoughts like this, but maybe you do. I don't know. Sometimes I wonder what it would be like if I never had a twin sister like Julia. I think that's completely natural. And I don't want to blame anybody for who I am. I am definitely responsible for my own being and all that, but... I know my life would have been different without Julia messing it up all the time, and I just think probably I'd be different too, less less like I am. I wouldn't want you to be any different, Mary. Oh, that's sweet, Scott, but you just finished telling me to basically get over myself. I just mean I wouldn't want you any less yourself. Not one bit. Your experiences make up who you are. My life would be easier if I wasn't, you know, if I wasn't who I am, if I didn't love the person that I loved, but I wouldn't want to be somebody else. But what if Julia wasn't around? What if what if she just never existed? It's nice to imagine. Oh, I imagine it so much. I mean, what if she were just dead? Mm-hmm. I mean, not that I'd do anything about it, but it'd just be so much easier for everyone. Her mom and dad and me and everybody no, in our life. Mary, look. Of course, it is just a fantasy, and I feel terrible about it, but oh, I have such a vivid picture of it in my head. I can picture the phone call and my mom and dad's reaction. They'd obviously be totally wrecked by it because she's their daughter and I'd be devastated too. Actually, no. No, I would because she's my twin sister. But then I can also picture this part where my mom and dad actually feel some relief. Mm -hmm. And that is the part that wrecks them, really. That in some little tiny way they are happy that their horrible, crazy, destructive daughter Julia is gone and they just can't live with that. You have thought this out. Yeah, I obsess over it, actually. If you want to know the truth, what it'd be like if she were dead? Well, maybe one day you'll have a chance to see what it's really like when a sibling dies. Oh. Oh, Scott, I wasn't thinking your brother. No, no, you're right, actually. It's uh, everything you said. It's terrible, and it's unbearable, and it's enraging, and sometimes it's a sort of, a sort of relief, and then... And then it's everything else, too. Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't mean I'm so terrible. You are not terrible. You're Mary Marshall. You're full of life and curiosity, and, and in some ways, you know, you're just starting out in the world. I'm just appalled at myself. No, you're fine. You just... Hey, look. I'm out in the yard. What? Where? There, right there, in the dark. Oh, no, 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 Scott, don't go out there! Who's out there? Scott. 
No. Hey, Scott, look out! You won't want to miss the next chapter in Mary from Michigan Saves the World at this same time tomorrow when you'll hear Mary Marshall say... Oh, it's you. Oh, I ought to strangle you right now. That's tomorrow on Mary from Michigan Saves the World.